also brought to you by the Boatyard in Fort Lauderdale. Eat local, but stay coastal at the Boatyard Restaurant. The Boatyard is located at 1555 Southeast 17th Street in Fort Lauderdale. That means you can come by boat or you can come by car. Enjoy the nautical atmosphere whether you sit inside in the cold AC or outside on the patio bar. The Boatyard has something for everyone. Monday through Friday, happy hour. Where local favorite is bar bites and handcrafted cocktails. Open for lunch, dinner, and the popular Sunday brunch. And don't forget, ladies night. Every Thursday night from 7 to 10 p.m. where ladies drink free. Dock and dine at the famous Boatyard in Fort Lauderdale. I am sure you'll have a great experience. Clear the airways. The Lunker Dog is on the air. Are you ready? This is the Real Guy Podcast. Hey guys, welcome to the Real Guy Podcast. We're in Homa Sasa, baby. And um, I've been dying to get here. Uh, we're doing a um, an event um, put on by the people that are in our network that are down in this part of the world. This is the fishiest part of Fort Lauderdale, or Fort Lauderdale of Florida. And people don't know it because um, it's kind of out of the way. And um, it's not exactly what you would call mainstream. It's not Miami. It's not Palm Beach. It's not Orlando. This is Homosassa, baby. Homosassa, baby. That's right. And you hear that? I got Captain Stacy with me today. That's and right. Stacy, um, it's been a long time um, follower and uh, supporter of the uh, Real Guy Network. And um, I actually met Stacy at ICAST. Yeah. Like four years ago. Four years ago at ICAST. And I'm rolling down ICAST and I'm in the <laughs> I'm in the aisle and I'm trying to like kind of, you know, soak everything in because that was my first ICAST. And, oh, I uh, didn't know that. Yeah, I never been to ICAST before. <laughs> I mean. And um, Stacy's like, oh, Captain Jeff. She comes running down and introduces herself like a real chick. I you was know? like, bunker dog. I was starstruck. Starstruck. That was crazy. <laughs> no, what's crazy is people are starstruck by... Um, by this uh, social media stuff. Uh-huh. And um, in the Real Guy Network, if nothing else, um, we're real. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, you know, people at first, they walk up to you and, okay, we'll call it starstruck or they, you know, they're really into you or whatever. And then they meet you and then they realize that, hey, Captain just just like me. That's right. Regular guy. Yeah. Now, Stacy, um, Fill us in a little bit about homosass in this area. I understand that um, there's more guides here per capita than anywhere. Oh, my God. There's thousands, that? I think, probably. Really? Yeah, they're everywhere. Now, I come down the, I come down the street here, and um, I, don't know, I mean, like, we're, like, really in the boondocks. It was, like, <laughs> there's, yeah. like, a little, there's a street here that's not paved. Yes. And then, you know, these little houses and stuff. And there's three, four, five boats. I know. People have more boats here than they do cars, for they, sure. They do. Yeah. And uh, this is my first time here. What? Yeah, I've never been to this part of Oh, my God, you're going to love it. This part of Florida. It's we got, have an uh, outstanding fishery. The vibe here, just rolling in here. Oh, yeah. You know, like homeless a country store and then we roll in there and they got the boiled peanuts yeah there's definitely a good old boy club here yeah now this is a 100 percent 360 or 180 i guess you would call yeah. it from fort lauderdale from oh definitely you know what i mean yeah and i'm not from here i Oop. moved here two years ago I oh, think. okay i didn't know that yeah two years ago where would you come from ocala okay which is not that far but 
no water in Ocala. You know, Tipsy Dog came from Ocala. No way. Yep. Oh, see? Yeah. Ocala's good. Ocala's great. Yeah. I always, like, would drive down um, the Turnpike, and I'd see those big horse farms and stuff. Yeah. And we got to Ocala, and I would look, and I, you know, kind of daydream as I'm driving by, and I'm thinking, man, look at all that acreage. You know, it's really crazy that you just said that. Because... I was raised in Brooksville, right, which is south of here, okay, right, hour and a half. And um, when I was 21, I was driving down the interstate and fell in love with Ocala, all the horse farms. And Just from the way it looked, I literally pulled off the interstate, pulled into a place, and it was a big farm, and they had a barn for rent, with an apartment above the barn, <laughs> and that's where I moved. Get out of there. I know. Just, just because you like the way, I you like it. the vibe. And, and I had a baby. I was a single mom. Okay. had a one-year-old daughter. And I was like, this looks like a great place to raise a child. So you were 21 then? Yeah. Okay. And then you moved here a couple years ago? Yeah. Nice. And then you saw the fishery and the and the way the people lived here, and you decided that yep. being that a guide. That was my kind of life. That you wanted to be a guide. Yeah, well, I was living in Ocala when I decided I wanted to be a guide. Okay. And I went and got my so, captain's license. So when I met you, you were living in Ocala. Right. And I was not a guide when I met you. Right. I, I don't even think I was thinking about being a guide yet. I don't think so either. You know, as crazy as this sounds, I didn't even know there was such a thing. As being a guide. Right. I knew there was like offshore guys that would take you fishing and put you on fish. But... I, now saying it out loud sounds so ridiculous, but I did not know that you could book a charter with somebody that would take you fishing for redfish, snook, trout, whatever. No idea that even existed. Yeah, you're not the only one. Yeah, it blows my mind now, though. Like, what was I in a box? Like, I mean, it's not normal for people to think that way. I mean, like, you know, like I, I always go back to my college days, and then I went to work up in the Northeast area in Boston. And I would explain to people, you know, how I grew up on the boats and the fishing tournaments and how I'd make extra money. And it was completely foreign language to them. So don't think that yes, like everybody. Yeah. Don't think everybody knows because they don't. They don't. Now, a couple years into being a guide here in Homosassa, um, how do you feel about your decision? Um, it depends on what day you ask me. Good answer. Today, I feel really good about it, <laughs> but it has been the biggest struggle of my life, without a doubt. Just breaking into this industry, period, Right. but breaking into it as a female has been, and what I mean is breaking into it as a female, keeping your clothes on, is what has been very difficult. And you know it. <laughs> you know I mean, I could be a lot bigger if I chose to go down a different road. You could be bigger with less. Yes, exactly. <laughs> if I wore less, I could be much bigger. Yeah, but don't let that fool you, Stace, because, um, you know, one of the things, one of the things that um, totally drives me crazy in this industry is that, how old's your daughter? 16. Okay, and, I got, and mine's 13. And they look at Instagram and they look at YouTube and they think that the fish, the woman fishing guide shouldn't wear so much clothes. 
to be successful. And that's horseshit. Absolutely. I mean, there, Stacy. I, I wish I could take you to Fort Lauderdale and introduce you to some of these women that, they're not guides, but they're really into fishing. Oh, listen, like, Kristen. Christ, right, Kristen I Maselli. mean, we've, we've been together on social media for years. Right. And uh, I, I give her mad props. She's a superstar. Yes, and I know a few of those. Right. You know, here. Yeah. Like they're fishing off the banks and they're, they're not captains. They don't want to be captains. They are just hardcore fishing chicks and with the utmost respect, you know. There's, there's, there's a lady in Fort Lauderdale. Um, her name's Sandra McMillan. And um, she's into the uh, sailfish scene, you know, like Peter Miller. Yeah. You know, doing competing in the tournaments wow. and all that. And um, she's got my favorite boat ever. I mean, what is it? She's got a Spencer. Oh wow! And it's, it's just it's just beautiful in the way they outrig it. It's it's really like tuned in, and she goes down the canal, and I watch, and I'm like, man, you know, she's really doing it right. But she competes at the highest level with the most money. Wow! And dedicates her life to fishing, and she doesn't do social media. Nobody really knows who she is. I, I, I asked her to come on the podcast, and she agreed. And sometime this fall, we'll get her on there. But people don't realize that um, the commitment that it takes. Yeah. And Sandra, a lot like you, she jumped in with both feet. Yeah. And she's competing with the Peter Millers of the world and, uh, you know, the Ray Rochers. Wow. And, uh, yeah. That's and, crazy. And she does good. And the reason she I does. I love those stories. Well, the reason she does goes because she put her mind to it. Right. And from what I can tell with you is you've put your mind to it. And you're into it for a couple years now. And the only thing I can tell you is, is you're starting to get used to the water. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yes. It's and taken four years. Sure. I mean, I can't tell you how many tracks I started to make. Right. And, you know, scratch that. That one won't work. You know, start over, start. I don't really think people understand the work involved. And quite honestly, I didn't understand the work involved. I was like, oh, you know what? I'll be a guide. That'd be great. What a great job. That's what I want to do. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I had no idea what I was getting into. No <laughs> idea. Oh, my God. Well, I mean. But I love every second of it. it. And you know what's crazy is I never fished ever in my life. My entire life, I did not fish. Mm-hmm. I was married for 13 years, and he had boats, always. Right. And I always went on the boat, laid on the bow of the boat, got a suntan, watched the kids. The few times that I did try to fish, right. he would get aggravated because he had to tile everything for me. He had to take the fish off the hook. He had to bait the hook, you know. So I was just like, whatever, I I'm just not going to do it. He just didn't have it in him to learn. Uh, right. Well, he didn't know how to fish. Right. I didn't know that then, <laughs> but I do now. And he'll tell you. Yeah, we're still very good friends. Oh, nice. And he'll tell you that he had no idea. Like, it kills him when I send him pictures. He's like, where were you when we were married? Like, what are you doing? But, you know, oh, I'm just crushing a fish right now. Yeah. Oh, by the way, can you get a dozen? Right. No, he can't. <laughs> he and can't he'll tell it. you he can't. But <laughs> when when we decided to go our separate ways, we, ha you know, we have to co-parent our daughter. Right. So she was 12 when this happened. And, um. I remember her saying to me, uh, the worst part about this is that 
now we can't go on the boat anymore. <laughs> and I said, why? And she said, because women can't drive boats. And she genuinely, genuinely believed that. So when you, when you, when you separated from the husband, mm -hmm. your kid figured that the boating it's was over. over. Right. Huh. Yeah. And did that motivate you? Um, I had a 16-foot G3 four days later. <laughs> no idea how to back a trailer. No idea how to run a boat. Because I was never hands-on. I didn't ever want anything to do with it. Right. And her and I did it together. Because I said, I want you to go through this process with me, and I want you to see that we can do it. And we were literally at the boat ramps at midnight. Because right. I didn't want anybody to see me and laugh at me. <laughs> Because I was jackknife, jackknife, sure, you know, like, sure. I, oh, my God, it was insane. <laughs> but but we did it. And now, you know, it's piece of cake now. Like, I get it, obviously. But well, don't let any guy ever tell you that they didn't have to go through the same crap. Right. The only difference is the guy's arrogant enough to show up on a Sunday when everybody's there. Yes. And get in the way. <laughs> I've seen him. I've helped several <laughs> of those guys. I mean, I literally say, okay, you know, it's been 20 minutes. Do you want some help with that? And, you know, sometimes they're like, yes, please. No, I, I can't do it. No, and, and, and the thing is, is, is you know, guys got a big problem. Yeah. And it's called ego. I was going to say, their ego yeah. absolutely gets in the way. It gets in their way. It, it makes them make dumb decisions. It, it makes them be somebody that they're actually not. Yeah. And um, one thing that I've noticed with the women, um, they're able to leave the ego aside yes and get down to the nitty-gritty and the X's and O's and learn by far by far the women that get on my boat I take tarpon fishing that are never did it before yeah will be with their husbands or mm -hmm. their but their sons or whatever they take to the fishing and to the angling way easier way easier I know than the guys that are I see the same thing on my boat. Yeah, because their ego, they put it aside. They listen and follow directions. Yep. And it's not, there's nothing, there's, there's, there's no bullshit in the way. Right. You know what I mean? And um, I get so many men on my boat that I have uh, one very regular client. Well, it's him and his son. They were, they're professional bass fishermen. Right. And the first time they booked with me, I could see immediately that they were just using my boat to get to where they wanted to go. Yeah. And we get out there, they're not catching any fish. And I was still kind of scared to really tell them what to do because I could see that they were going to tear me apart. You know, like they were going to be like, you don't know what you're doing. So I watched them for a while and then I just couldn't take it anymore. And it was a, a popping cork trying to get trout. Right. And they were just working it all wrong. And I said... You know, you have to work it this way. You have to pop it this way. And, you know, retrieve it this way. And they're like, hey, oh, yeah, okay, we got it. Okay. You know, about 20 minutes later, I said, I can't take it anymore. <laughs> so I literally cast over their head and caught like a 25-inch trout. Right. The first cast. And they were like, okay, tell us how you did that. Yeah. I was like, yeah, yeah that's you, what I thought. They, and you, now they book once a month. So you put a lunker in these guys' face. Yeah. And then they change yep. your attitude real and quick, right? And they'll tell you. They're like, yeah, we really were like, she doesn't know what she's talking about until you put the lunker in my face. Now I get it. Dude, I'll tell you something funny. You know, I've never used a popping cork. Really? Really. And do you know I've never caught a speckled trout over like 10 inches? Wow. It's true. 
Well, this is the place to do it. Yeah, I know this is the place to do Lacey's it. Lacey's caught a 28-inch trout. No, I'm just saying, but... That's but, monster. But would... But, but, uh, Have you caught redfish? I caught two or three redfish in my life. My God. <laughs> that's, yeah. That's insane. So, you know, people look at me and they're like, oh, yeah, here's but a how soup. many tarpon have you uh, got? Well, like, that's, the, you know, that's thousands, different. That's thousands, different. thousands, thousands. I mean, that's different. But people look at me and they think like, oh, you know, this guy, he's the fishing legend and he can do this and he can do that. I can do what I can do. Right. That's me. I have species that I can catch. Sure. And they're inshore species species that you find in Crystal River, Homosassa, Yankee Town. Uh, how would I do on Lake Michigan? You know what I mean? Probably, probably not so hot. And I, I use this example all the time, but um, I'll say it again. Uh, first time I ever did TV, Bill Dance called me up and wanted me to take him tarpon fishing. And um, we go out in Fort Lauderdale. And I love him. He's, oh, he's awesome. He's freaking awesome. I love him. And... Uh, I take them out there, and the tarpon are just everywhere. And you know how the Bill Dance show goes. Mm -hmm. He catches the fish. You right. know, the guide sits there and guides. Right. But really, the show's about Bill catching a fish. He goes 0 for 18 on tarpon. Oh, my God. The gosh. first day that I took him. <laughs> yeah. And he's a fishing legend. Right, 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 right. Yeah. So, you know, just like I've never used a popping cork. Right. People just assume, you know, that... These guys that are so-called fishing legends yeah. know something that you don't, right. and they don't. Yeah, that's that shocks me that dude. you've never used a popping cork. Dude, we're all human. That's crazy. You know what I mean? We're all human. Yep. And we're not everything to everybody. And we all fish different areas. Different areas, different ways, different times. Yep. You know what I mean? And um, I don't know. I th I I th I I think it's a breath of fresh air that one you're doing what you want to do taking people fishing you're not afraid to tell people where you're at in your career yeah and that i definitely have shared my failures well and and my success well and you should and you should because yeah i'm so tired of looking at social media and seeing all this perfect like this person is a you know became a guide and they go out there every single day and catch fish and everything's perfect and Oh, yay, you can do it too. It's nothing like that. No. There are days that you get skunked, and it's, I lose sleep at night over that. Like, I, I'm like, oh, my God, what did I do wrong? Like, what, you know, it's so much stress. It's a lot when of. somebody's paying you. Sure, they're paying you good money. But that's the right thing to do, Stace, is you should be concerned. Right. And it should bother you. And I do know people that it doesn't bother. Yeah. And they make a fortune. And I'm like, oh my God, I just, I can't, I can't do that. Plus I have a daughter, you know, I, I started this journey just to learn how to run a boat and to maybe catch a few fish. Right. And then when we started just absolutely slaying fish, that completely changed the course of her life. <laughs> Cause now she, she wants to be a biologist or uh, a captain. Like she doesn't even know, but she knows it's something on the water. Coast Guard, you know, right. sheriff, right. like there's a million things that she wants to do now, and it's all water related, well, which never would have happened. You know, it's funny because um, that's what. Thanks, thanks. Getting cold brewskis. Oh, thank you. Yeah, nothing like having a fresh brewski. Nice. Oh, listen. <laughs> you do know my new favorite pastime, right? I'm not drinking. Having beers and doing podcasts. Oh yeah, that's so right. Cheers. I know. I was excited about the beer. 
Who do you get to drink beer with and do a podcast? Captain Jeff. That's right. But listen, Stace, um, back to your point. You know, my dad did that with me. He never fished a day in his life. What? Yeah. And um, he had a successful dry cleaning business up in the Massachusetts area. And um, he was really working a lot, and he was kind of stressed out. And my mother told him, why don't we get into scuba diving? You know, we can kind of get away from work. It'll give us a hobby. Yeah. And um, so he started scuba diving, and he's down there in uh, Cape Ann Marina in Gloucester. And um, he gets really good at scuba diving, and the mom gets really good at scuba diving, and they're catching lobsters by the wow. bushels full. Big ones. Nice, big Maine lobster. And oh. So on the weekends, we go down there, and um, they're catching lobsters. And there's some serious sport fishermen that are right down the dock from us. And how old are you at this time? This is like 1975, 76, 77, so I'm like eight, nine years old. And um, the guys on the dock, you know, see my old man with all the lobsters. So my dad, having so many lobsters, would give them away to the guys on the dock. You know, they were down there. Yeah. And uh, they got to be friends. And one of the dudes, Sam Cardinelli, his wife actually... I think she still holds the women's world record for bluefin tuna. She had like wow. an 1100 pounder or whatever. Oh my god. So he's giving him lobsters and he says to my dad, "You know, you should really come out fishing with me one day." So my dad goes out uh fishing with this guy. Um and they catch this huge bluefin tuna and my dad gets hooked on fishing. Oh yeah, that's it. That's all it takes. But he didn't know. The next thing you know is we're on the That's boat crazy. trying to catch bluefin tuna, and my dad's going through the learning curve and trying to, you know. So you got to see that. Sure. And you are not unique. So don't feel like, hey, I'm climbing this mountain alone. Yeah. Because. Oh, I absolutely feel like that sometimes. Uh, and, it's, and, and, and it'll cripple you. Yeah. But you are not climbing that mountain alone. That's crazy. There's I never knew There's lots of that. people. That really is insane. But if you didn't go with your heart and you didn't go with what you really wanted to do, then nothing happens. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. And, you know, I gave up jobs. Right. I, you know, normal, nine to five. And I quit and walked away, got a house here and started. And that's that's insane. I don't recommend anybody to do that. Like I, I don't either. Like, oh my God, what are you doing? Like seriously, burning through money, trying to, you know, robbing Peter to pay Paul to make ends meet. Because right. right. I assumed I would be successful immediately, you know. Right. And it's been four years, and I'm just starting to get regular bookings. You yeah. know, where yeah. I have repeat clients, and finally. Well. I and the captain's here. I think you're doing... I think, They've helped. I think... Well, that's nice. It's good to have some it help. It wasn't like that in the beginning. No. You it, have to prove yourself. Well, that... That is always... That is always my point. It's like, people need help. But the people that get help are the ones that are trying to help themselves first. Yeah, you don't ask for help here. And then they look over and they say, you know, look at that chick, Stacy. She's busting her ass. Let you me know, see if I can help her. You know who said it? Who? Was uh, Bill Nast. Really? He said, I see you out there every single day grinding. 
over and over every day by yourself in a 16-foot G3, you know, cussing, throwing my rods around. <laughs> like, it seriously was like that. Of course. And he caught glimpses of that because he's going out and just slaying fish, you know. Well, he's got years in and the kid's a superstar. Yep. Yeah. You know, he really is. Oh, he's incredible. I have nothing but outstanding things to say about him. And then there's a couple other captains. Mario Costello is a great captain here. Nice. And, you know, took a couple years, but him and Dan Clymer saw that I was grinding every day. And yeah, every now and then they'd throw me a little bone, you sure. know. Sure. And then it got to where there was a couple times I was on fish and I would, you know, let them know, hey, you know, there's some snook over here. And, and it's a camaraderie <laughs> that I never knew existed. How did that feel? amazing when you're able to get like, a little I, back and there's been a few times that they've texted me and said hey you know we're doing really good over here with whatever you know sheep's head or something and then i say it's okay i'm on fish everything's fine you know and i'm like oh my god i just said i don't need that you know like that was amazing i was like i'm on my own fish <laughs> right. you know, know not trying to be dude. arrogant but i got my fish <laughs> No, but that it, it's a, it's you call it a stepping stone. Yeah. You know what I mean? And um, it feels good to receive. Yes. It feels better to give. So much better. And I'm very, very, very stubborn. And <laughs> very much, I want to do it on my own. I don't want anybody to ever say, well, you know, this guy gave you this and this and this and this. And that's why you made it. Right. I, I don't know why, but that really bothers me and I do have to set an example because I don't ever want my daughter doing that I mean like I said she's 16 right she has swimsuit companies trying to sponsor her <laughs> and I'm like uh I don't think so not gonna happen maybe not the swimsuit kid right mm -mm. nope <laughs> but she sees these girls and I have to stay on her constantly because sometimes she is like oh man look at her look at her fish look at she's rich you know, she's doing, she's so successful. She has all of these sponsors. No, that's not how you're doing it. Like, not going to happen. It, it, the, the sponsor thing, I mean, you, you've been following me long enough. It just kills me. Oh, it kills me. Because exactly what you said, the kids think because you have sponsors that you're killing it. Right. And the sponsors, 99% of the time are just taking advantage I know. of you. <laughs> I see it constantly. And in the fishing... Here's 40% off, and we're going to say that we're sponsoring you. Right? Uh, wait, I'm giving I'm you... I'm not. Right, no. I'm giving you money, and you're sponsoring right. me? Right. No, it better be free, <laughs> and free? I'm going to give you some publicity, or there's no deal. Dude, like, the, the whole sponsorship thing. I I'm, can't tell you how many people have come to me and said, we'll give you 50% off. Okay, well, first of all, I'm not paying $150 for a shirt. So, no thanks. That's okay. I, I mean, like, dude, I can't even afford your 50% off. Though. Right, exactly. Why don't you give me some cash? Right. And then maybe I can help you make some right. cash. But it doesn't work that way. And there's so many kids that out there, they get on my boat and they say, oh, do you have any sponsors? And I tell them no. And they're like, but you're Captain Jeff. And I'm like. Right. I'm like, exactly, kid. You don't need them. Exactly. You don't need them. And, you know, I told you earlier, I have two, two sponsors. Right. And the only reason I have them is because they took me in in the very beginning 
and saw the passion and the drive that I had. Right. And they believed in me. Those are the only two that believed in me because when I first started, I believed I had to go to everybody and try to get a sponsorship. Right. And St. Croix Rods and What the Fin Apparel were right there. Like, let me, you know, like, what do you need? Let us help you. Right. And they're still like family. Like, we hang out together. They, they adore my daughter. They know everything about our family. So it's not like you know, I've heard, some stranger. I've heard that quite a few times about the St. Croix. Yeah. And um, they really are just, I can't. They, they're amazing. When they do sponsor somebody, they actually care. It's like they're taking somebody into their family. And but like, that's a I was at that's ICAST. A minority. And I saw them, of course, you know, I was talking to them and it's the the one guy at at St. Croix that did this. And I still laugh with him about it because I'm like, you really took a chance on me, you know, (laughs) and I've broken like, you know, Lacey stepped on a couple rods and he's like, really? Like, you know, come on. (laughs) These are expensive rods, you know. I'm sorry. She could have another one. Yeah, so he gives me a hard time about that. Like, don't break anymore, you know? Like, you can't be stepping on them, Bill Dance, you know? I'm like, I know. So I see him at ICAST, and he said there was, like, a big, uh, I don't know, Shimano was there and, like, Lawrence and all these big companies. And he's, like, pointing me out to them, saying, this is the only one that I don't have to babysit. Really? I don't babysit her. She just does her thing, and she does it right. And I was like, I'm so proud of that moment because I'm like, I wonder if I'm doing enough. Like, but he's not that guy that says, get out there every day and show that rod and, you know, take a picture of it. And no, I show it by reeling a fish in. Well, I got to tell you, Stace, you're natural. (coughs) You're natural. And what I mean by that is like the day you, you, the day you ran up to me and said, hey, Captain Jeff, and you wanted to take a picture and stuff. There wasn't a doubt in my mind when you ran up. I was like, she's really excited. Yeah, oh, I was so excited. Yeah, and you you put it on the line, and um, you're not afraid. You were with Shane that day, Shane Purcell. Me and Shane ran Yeah, that's right. I, you know I haven't done a podcast with Shane yet? Oh, man, you have to. He's awesome. I've been bugging him. I've been bugging him, and I'm sure he's going to get on there, but he just moved to a big house out in Plantation. Yeah. He's had a lot on his plate lately, and uh, he said he's coming to LunkerCon in a few weeks, so maybe I'll get somewhere. But when you walked up to me and uh, you wanted to introduce yourself and stuff, I always thought to myself, wow, this is a real girl that's really into fishing. If she yeah. knows who Captain Jeff is and, she, and, she, and she's I excited. I all the videos on how to throw cast nets and how to tie knots. And, like, that really is what I did at night at home where I didn't have to do it in front of anybody. Right. And I literally watched the knot tying and used shoestrings and to just kept doing it and doing it and doing it until it was second nature. And that's when I mean you're natural. Like, it's in you. Right. And you're not afraid to do the little things or the big things. Right. You know? And um, I think the pressure was having my daughter behind me. Like, I didn't have an option. I had to keep going and not fail. Right. It, that in my mind, that's how I felt. Like I have to keep going. I have to be successful. I have to do this. I have to show her that I can do this, without, you know, the G string. <laughs> so, it's well, very important. Well, you're into it for four years, and um, I don't care what business you're into. It takes three just to understand what the hell you're doing. Oh, absolutely. 
You know what I mean? I've been in a lot of businesses in my life. And you really don't understand what the hell you're even doing till after your third year. Yeah. And you have to make the mistakes and you have to go through the bumps and the bruises. Yes. Stacy, it's going to get easier from here. I know people keep saying that. And I'm like, it's oh, it's going, coming. It's got to be coming. You keep fishing. You keep impressing guys like Bill mm-hmm. and these other good captains that you're talking about. And you keep working at it. And if it can't pay all the bills, then you do whatever you got to do to pay your other that's bills. That's what I've been doing. That's what you have to do. I know it's going to pay off one day. It, I know it is. Before I guided full time, I worked for other guys on their boats. I'm talking about fixing toilets, bilge pumps, changing props, yeah. bottom painting. I worked in the bar scene. You know what I mean? Yeah. I did whatever I had to do. That's what and I do. Waitress. Stop waitressing for a while. Waitress. And uh, never be shamed. No, not at all. Never. You hold your head up high. You walk your walk. You don't worry about what anybody else is doing, and you keep busting your ass. Yep. Because that's what makes a real girl. You know what's funny? My daughter said, "I, Lacey said, um, you should work at this restaurant. This was just a couple weeks ago. Right. Because I was saying I probably should get a waitress job again, you know, because times are hard. And um, August she said. And, August and September, yeah, right? Yeah. She said, um, well, not normally here because scallop season. Okay. But that's been a little rough. So um, she said, you should get a job here. And my the first thing I said was, oh, no, I can't get a job there. She's like, why? I said, because all these captains will see me. And then I was like, wait a minute. Who cares? Screw those guys. Yeah. Like, yeah. I have to do what I have to do. Absolutely. And I told Lacey, sorry I said that. I, I didn't mean that. Well, and the funny thing is, is it, I don't care what the captains say. <laughs> Okay, because guys, yeah, a little more so than girls, to say a lot of shit that they don't mean mm-hmm. because they're trying to be somebody that <laughs> yeah, you they know, say it, it a lot. right? Try to impress and all yeah. that. But deep down inside, those guys look and they're like, "Stacy's doing whatever it takes." You know what I mean? Yeah. And don't ever worry about what the other guides are thinking. Yeah, exactly. Ever. Yeah. Ever. And I, I you know. I can't make it all look like it's all peaches and cream with the guides because it's not. there are, I don't even know how many that have threatened me, <laughs> just beat me down on yeah. social media, yeah. you know, message messages like don't fish there again, don't, you know, we clearly see where you're fishing, don't show people where you're fishing, like, I mean, everybody has advice and some of it's not nice. You know, so you have to have really thick skin to do this. Right. And you at first I would be like, you know, he's a guide here, so I should listen to him and and respect his wishes. And then I realized some of these things were so completely off the charts, ridiculous, retarded. Yes. That I was like, you know what? No, I'm I'm not going to back down anymore. Like, I'm going to tell people how I feel and what I think. And if they don't like it, well, that's too bad, you know, and that. Like you said, there's more guides per capita here than just about anywhere else. Right. So you have to realize which ones are doing the work and, you know, are out there every day and are grinding every day. And those are the ones that you respect. And those are the ones that you hang out with and that you ask advice. And, you know, but there's hundreds of others that just. Well, the, 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 the word 
the word is respect. Yes. You know what I mean? And you don't have to be the greatest fisherman. No. Or whatever to get respect. That's right. And really, respect is the only thing that you should care about. Yep. Forget about fish counts. Forget about who thinks what. If somebody respects you, then you know that you're going down the right path. If somebody disrespects you, you know that they're going down the wrong path. Yes, you definitely. Know what I mean? Yep. And um, where I live, being a guide, you're a minority. Everybody where I live can't get by on what a guide makes. Wow. You know, thank God I got a wife that busts her ass. Yeah. And does very well. Yeah. So that would have helped me tremendously if oh, I yeah. had a partner that made a bunch of money and you know paid the bills that would be great but th <laughs> that's always been my story is that you know i stand on the shoulder of giants right and my wife is one of them right and um don't get me wrong i have to say something i had a boyfriend for year you know a few of these years that was right there with me going through all of this and um i'm still very close to him but he absolutely helped me through this yeah. stuff yeah, you know. no, having a good partner but, is, is yeah. really huge. I know that's so sweet that you say that. That's yeah, And you've been together since you were 16? I was 16, she was 15. Wow. That was a big deal because I could drive and she couldn't. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm telling you, though, like I said earlier, that's the dream. All this work stuff and all of that, that's great. But that is the dream. If I could turn my life around and meet somebody when I was 16 and stay with them for the rest of my life, that's... I would rather do that than anything else. Well. So you are very blessed. I'm blessed. And. And she's awesome. Yeah, she's awesome. And if, 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 I, if, if you're ever going to be lucky in something. Forget yes. about being lucky in fishing. That's right. Be lucky and get the right partner. That's right. Because. You very could, important. Yeah. No, but never once in my life in anything that I've ever done that I didn't have the opportunity to stand on somebody else's shoulders yeah that's my dad some of the guys i did business with football coaches football players i mean all sorts of them and i think one of the biggest um insecurities that men have with yeah. their ego problems yeah is not recognizing that oh yeah you know, like this, this, this YouTube, yes. this YouTube social media sensation. Okay, Captain Jeff, Captain Jeff. I wouldn't. Nobody would know who the hell I was if it wasn't for Lamont. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. I never would have. Right. You wouldn't have figured out the social media stuff. Hell no. I was thinking, you know, I'm into catching fish and not yeah. into social media. But Lamont understood about film production and how to deliver a message yeah. and how to motivate people through the productions and stuff like that. And nobody can do it on their own. No. I don't care what the hell you're doing. No. They say it takes a village to raise a child. It takes a village. That's a great cliche. To do everything. It is. It really, and I am super extremely blessed that I, you know, I grew up in Brooksville I have the same friends that I had when I was 11 years old. We are all still best friends. That's awesome. Like there's a group of like five or six of us girls that are still best friends. And I'm telling you, I would have never made it through anything in life without them. Like <laughs> they are absolutely my support system and all of my daughter's support systems, you know? Well, let's wrap up this podcast on the girl thing. Yeah. Because LunkerCon 2019 
It's all about the women anglers and the advocates. And there's so many women out there that have the passion and want to start doing not necessarily exactly what you're doing. Right. But they're into the fishing thing. Yes. You know, I I just started the uh, ladies fishing clinic. Yeah, I I was watching that online. It was. I was so proud of you. Listen, it brought me to tears that night. It was so amazing. There was 14 girls came. Right. An 18-year-old girl came that just got her captain's license Mm -hmm. and is a badass spear fisherman. Like, she blew me away. She showed me all these pictures. She's been in the water since she was two years old in the Keys with her dad. Her dad took her under his wing and... She is, I mean, she has 18 years experience. She's insane. And I was like, wow. And so it went from that extreme to uh, a 17 year old girl that's all about conservation and the CCA and wants to be like a biology attorney or something, Mm -hmm. all the way to girls that were only there because they didn't want to be a burden on their significant other's boat anymore. They said he gets aggravated with me because he has to do everything. Right. And she's, they said, we want to jump on the boat with a backpack and a fishing rod and, and not need him at yeah, all, all day. I said, I promise you, by the time you're done with this, he'll be begging you to get on that boat because you're going to be catching all the fish. That's awesome. And that's, that's what I live for. And um, do you know Lisa Fitzgerald, CCA? No. I met her last year at LunkerCon. That woman should be the spokeswoman for any female trying to get in this industry. She was the first captain in Tampa Bay. I didn't know that. She is. It doesn't get any better than her. Well, they were they were very generous and and really participated last year at LunkerCon. And um, I'm glad you brought her up because uh, I really don't know her. Oh, you got to know her. She is one of the nicest people you will ever meet. But one of the toughest chicks you will ever meet. Well, maybe you can set it up where I do a podcast oh, with her. Absolutely, you have to. She is so good. Stacy, I, I, I can't tell you how excited to be in Homosassa this week. I know that's so great. You're gonna have so much fun. Uh, this is gonna be a fun weekend. Um, I, I really think you're gonna have to sneak off at some point and get a redfish. Yeah, maybe we'll do like that. Like a big maybe, bowl red. Maybe we'll do that. I just want to thank you. I want you to thank you because you're part of the Real Guy Network. Yes, I'm. In the I'm very proud to even be associated with you guys. Like, yeah, I mean, good. It's um, that's what it's all about. It's yeah. about people that are trying to progress and and just like you say, you're real guys. That's what I like. Yeah. I don't like any of the BS. Well, uh, I can't wait to see Bubba from Flats Mafia later on. I know that's awesome. You know it's going to be a blast. The Ernst brothers were already by here, and um, at all the social media and all the things that 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 come out of it, mm-hmm. this is by far the most valuable to me because yes people don't people want to do social media but they don't want to do the social part of it right they don't want to actually they just want to post and they don't want to hang out with their people they want all the benefits they want to show a mirage an image yes whatever the hell it is they want to do but in the real guy network it's actually about the people yes and we meet the people and we hang out with the people and we have the same things in common. We think the same That's way. Right. And I'm just proud that you're part of it. And thank you so much. No, thank you. It's a dream come true for me. Thanks for being on the Real Guy Podcast. This was a great interview. Absolutely. Thank you. Run that dog. Run that dog. <laughs> <laughs>